Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast, episode number 216. This is going live for our patrons and August 17th for everyone else. This is a show covering all the games made in Canada and the people who create them, yada, yada, yada. I'm Steven. This is Steve. We're here. How you doing, Steve? Yo, doing all right. Uh, Good. Been busy the last couple days with work, but... There's a migration, I hear, uh, not <sighs> bird-related. No. Migrations and tech are just, it's just like my least favorite thing ever. Mm. It makes me cranky. It just, there's always issues. It just, I hate it in every way, shape and form. So, Well, if you want to make Steve less cranky, you can go over to patreon.com <laughs> slash Canadian Game Devs, back us for two day early access to this program. Uh, game key giveaways whenever Steve gets around to reminding everyone, and then still no one takes them, but we keep offering them. But that's okay. You can. You can join our Discord and become a patron and, and take some keys, discounts for Canadian gaming events, and listed at the credits of every episode, like the at the credited patron tier or higher. Steve, this week I want to talk to you about a scary uh, Twitch uh, event that happened in London, Ontario this past week, uh, involving a SWAT team called on a trans Twitch streamer, which is happening more and more frequently as people realize, wait, you can just tell the police anything and they'll go kill a bunch of people. <clears throat> Uh, some friends of the site are releasing a game I want to cover and wishlist this, and then, staying in London, I want to tell you about an arcade bar I went to, which finally mm-hmm. made me understand pinball. I finally get it. Cool. Like pin- Can't wait. Pinball is kind of like, and the analogy I would use is like <laughs> prune juice or coffee or beer, like one of those things like, I just hated for the longest time, and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I get <clears> it. And it was this past week. I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever jived with, um, like digital pinball, Zen pinball, oh, no. like it was, all, it was video arcade. game pinball. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, arcade, I can fuck with for the sure. The tactile. Actually, the first pinball I really got, oh, we'll get into that later. But hey. we're going to start with some paperwork at the top of the show. Bloom Digital Media is still hiring an art director. They're looking for someone remotely. What else is there to say about Bloom Digital? We love their games. Game? I'm sure they've done other games, but later daters. Uh, it was oh, what's the, I wanna, a I wanna, senior wanna. dating sim where you date seniors. It was funny. It's on everything. They're looking for an art director to contribute ideas and vision to the overall design of the game, uh, work within creative design constraints, communicate aesthetic choices and creative processes. More and more on the site. What else do they do, Steve? Their other game is uh, Long Story, which is another story-based game. Long Story is an LGBTQ plus friendly dating sim designed to foster stronger relationships and inclusivity. Long Story offers a world where players are free to choose the best romance for them, a world where we hope to live in one day. This is oh, and yeah. Lost Story, I believe, is like, you know, fairly quote unquote old when it comes to you know indie games and stuff like that. So, not to, not to um, simplify both of them, but Later Daters is the old person version of Lost Story. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, so if you want to work on games like that, they list full time as thirty hours a week, which sounds pretty sweet to me. So, uh, definitely go be an art director there if you can, and. Uh, Crimson Herring Studios is looking for a game programmer and 3D environment artist to work on their upcoming project, Sovereign Syndicate, a CRPG set in Victorian steampunk London. <clears throat> Sorry, I still have oh. a tickle in my throat from the, the Rona. Remember when it was can, called can, Rona for a while? Yeah, I remember, um, what was the, the Wuhan virus, remember? That was like the... Oh man, when, Ch- 
Trump said Kung Flu. That was one, that got me so good, but <laughs> I did. it's I horrible, but it's so good. I just remember uh, being upset that like Wuhan just sounded so similar to Wu Tang. I was like, it does. Oh, we're, we're so close to like a really sick name for this <laughs> deadly virus. <laughs> Anyway, we'll just slide that into our ad read for these jobs, which are on this site at canadiangamedevs.com slash jobs. And some events I want to plug. Quiver Games Checkpoint date change Thursday, August 18th. This is coming. Week at 7 p.m. Pacific. A night of wonderful sped up game industry networking, light food, and games. This is the first time they're doing this. Uh, They've been lovely plugging it in our Discord, chatting with us. It's at Home Key Esports, 560 Seymour Street in Vancouver. And then next week, the Vancouver Video Game Dev Meetup. Thursday, August 25th, 7 p.m. Pacific. Oh, look at that. Just a week apart. To the hour, Steve. If you're a game dev, aspiring, or professional, here's a safe space waiting for you to connect with hundreds of other devs share the same burning passion for game dev and design. And once again, this fall, Game Slice 2022 and Super Fest by uh, Joy Drop and the Hand Eye Society, respectively, are happening first and second week of October. Uh, go submit your game. Go submit a talk for Game Slice. Go get involved in there uh we will probably be at game slice 2022 in some form maybe giving a talk mm-hmm. maybe playing more canadian games not sure talking to eric about it uh and i'm definitely going to tune in for Superfest because i like what they do over there at the hand eye society steve they do good streams good people um also there's a channel on our discord now called GamesCon. oh yeah uh, that's, that's happening at it. the end of the month yeah so that's a place for canadian or i, I mean anyone really who want to kind of network within the discord first before they head over to gamescom and meet up and whatever. So if you're going and you're like, yo, what are some other Canadians going to be there? I'll hit them up. I think rocket Rumble's going to be there. I rocket think. rumble is going to be there. Yes. So yeah, lots of, I know at least three Canadian studios going. So if you want to meet some Canadians abroad, check that out in our discord. Yeah. Gamescom's in the month. Then packs West, I think is the same weekend. Germany, Probably. the place that invented the MP3 player. Or maybe yes. just MP3. <laughs> we learned recently. Um, yeah, that's it for that. Shuffle some paperwork. Paperwork? Paperworks? On that paperwork. one. And uh, join us in a moment for the news. First news today comes at us from Edmonton, Alberta. Do you remember Nightingale, that cyberpunk-looking... No, not cyberpunk. What's the other one? Steampunk-looking survival game uh, coming from former Bioware leads. Uh, They also, before the game even came out, like I think a month or two after it got announced, got bought by Tencent. Uh, the game was originally supposed oh, to come right. out this year, but now has been moved to the first half of 2023 because they're moving the game over to Unreal Engine 5. 
Quote, after reviewing the potential UE5 has to offer, we decided on upgrading now rather than waiting until after release. Secondly, Inflection Games is committed to delivering the best possible experience in familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an open world PvE survival game in which you can craft realm cards that let you hop through portals to different worlds while influencing the weather, biomes, and the challenges you'll find on the other side. Uh, it's from former Bioware lead Aaron Flynn. Um, I actually learned a lot about Aaron in Jason Schreier's book, which I just finished. So I'll talk about a bit that maybe in what we've been playing. But he seemed like an all right dude, although I don't know much about him other than that book. And now he owns another studio making a game. And he got that Tencent money. Got that Tencent money before the game even came out. So salute. I know. That's actually... Interesting. Is there any like footage of this game? I just see the one screenshot. Like, is there? Yeah, it was announced. Wasn't it announced at Gamescom last year? No, not Gamescom. Sorry, wasn't it announced at the Game Awards? Oh, Nightingale's a bird. Don't just Google that. <laughs> um, da, da, da. It doesn't have a Wikipedia page yet. That's usually what I go to. Yeah, I'm mm. not gonna. There's. A, I found a trailer. Found okay. I, it was oh, announced at geez. something last year, because I remember uh, <clears throat> writing it up on the site because it was Edmonton. Oh, you write for the site, do you? Occasionally. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steve, are you have any interest in a Victorian steampunk MMO PVE looking thing? I did find the trailer. It does look pretty sweet. Co-op um, or solo. I'd be interested in how the portal thing works, because you know that the... Um, the Ratchet and Clank made such a big deal of that portal stuff, but it was, yes. it was really scripted, right? Like it was right. like, yeah, there's no loading, but like you, you kind of just, can you bounce back and forth between like, I can't remember now. Could you just press a button and go to any sort of area, like any sort of portal area? I don't think so. It was like, it was specific. used for, it was used for platforming. Like you would look up at a portal and then hit the trigger and then moving towards the portal was the hidden load time where it just <clears> flipped everything. Yeah, so this is this kind of like looks like you can just it does look like it has its own spots, but it looks like you can just kind of do it whenever, like with portal around. Yeah, so I don't know. This it does look pretty neat. Um, it's only coming to PC at the moment. Sorry for trophies. Mm, mm, mm. Is, is there any Unreal Engine Five games yet? Yeah, didn't wasn't Force? No, hold on. Force Spoken's not out. I think it is yeah. Unreal Engine Five. It is, but like there's that Matrix demo, but oh, that's right. Here do we got? Senua Sage Hellblade Two, The Matrix Some, Awakens. Mm-hmm. Oh, Fortnite is Unreal Engine Five, so I guess that counts. <laughs> is that why it's so shitty on um... Switch? Probably. On Switch? I don't think Switch is the highest priority for Unreal Engine. I don't know though. Switch shouldn't be the highest priority for anything, really. Heyo. All right, Steve. <laughs> Next story. London, Ontario. Uh, for those of you unfamiliar with the term swatting, it's a pretty popular, unfortunately, activity uh, horrible people on the internet do where they will find out the address of someone and then call in like a fake crime to their local police station in an effort to get the SWAT team to kick down their door while they're streaming and scare the hell out of them. And sometimes they die because police are incompetent wastes of taxpayer dollars. So Twitch streamer Clara Sorrenti28 um, is a popular and outspoken trans ad 
activist and advocate who regularly streams on Twitch. I actually saw this because it popped up in CBC, which rarely covers game stuff. Uh, but I've seen it since covered pretty widely. Like Vice Games was covering it, and uh, uh, it's it's been picking up. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see. Get these details. Um, it was August 9th. Um, she said, quote, the work I do is important and people thank me for doing it every day. I think I'm still in shock, to be honest. When I saw the police gun pointed at me, I actually thought I was going to die. I've never been that terrified in my life. Uh, Serenity goes by Keffels on Twitch, K-E-F-F-A-L-S. Uh, more than 42,000 uh, followers and speaks about oft, often about American anti-trans legislation and transgender rights. Um, she transitioned when she was a teen uh, and ran. Ooh, it ran as a candidate for the Communist Party of Canada in the 2019 federal election. Oh, you didn't see that? that? I saw that yeah. was like one of the first things. I, I thought that's why you sent it to me. No, <laughs> I just knew it was Canadian news. So that's awesome. Quote, I get messages almost every day from trans people, especially young trans people, saying that I gave them the courage to be who they are. But people hate me and want to shut me up. All this to say, like, don't do this. If you're a person who do this, you suck and you're cancer, just generally. And, yeah, if you mm-hmm. want to go support a Canadian trans Twitch streamer, uh, you should. Link in what's the her, What's her thing here? I'll, I'll do the... Keffels. Oh, yeah, do the, do the support. K-E-F-F-A-L-S. Yeah, if you're a Prime <laughs> subscriber... Sorry, say uh, it again. K-E-F-F-A-L-S. Uh, you can use one free sub a month, which gets you access to a bunch of their, uh, what are they called? Emotes. Um, Sorry, it was on August 5th was the event that, uh, <coughs> the article was posted August 9th. Uh, use prime sound. Here you go. Play the, play the prime Twitch prime sound. Uh, okay. Whatever I came up with, it just played. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, I mean... The, the most annoying thing about this, if you read the article, is she was in Toronto, I think, somewhere. And um, they actually, like, she had to, like, the cops spoke to her then because uh, of something similar where, like, someone said that she was, like, a danger to people and stuff like that. And it wasn't as drastic. And they spoke to the cops and, and whatever. And there was, like, a file, like, you know, that was like a documented thing that happened. Mm-hmm. And then her brother told the London police being like, she is a pr- like predominant person on Twitch. Swatting is in thing that happens. She is prime suspect for like getting swatted. So FYI, like, you know, fucking take precaution if you get like a call because it's probably fake because that's what happens. Mm-hmm. And both those things did not matter. Cause no, because it's <laughs> yeah, because it's police officers, <laughs> you know. So that's like that's super annoying. And yeah, I mean, anything you could do to support her. Is she back? Like, I like last I when I saw that too, she had they confiscated a bunch of her stuff, so she couldn't like get into a lot of her um, her things because of two factor authentication. Like, what what can you do? Can you find? Can like can you trace the call after someone? Does it or like what? I'm sure. I'm sure there are things you could do that I don't think the police will, because you know, online crime, quote unquote, is largely just completely they, like cops don't do anything about stuff that happens online. Like we saw with Amanda Todd in 2012, and uh, several events since then in Canada with Canadian police specifically. Like if you harass someone online 
or do something like this, there's generally just no repercussions at all for you. And police yeah. haven't really come up with any way to pursue that. And I don't think they want to, cause that would involve working and they really hate that. I, um, I got a death threat one time on our Canadian game devs one. Maybe I was trying mm. game devs at the time. And it was like, make me a game or, or I'll kill you essentially. <laughs> and thinking about that now, you're just like, <laughs> so stupid. But at the time, you know, it's a death threat. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. And I tried to do my own little thing to try to find who this person was based off like their, their Twitter handle or whatever. Mm-hmm. I called the cops and the cop came over and he saw the tweet and took a statement and did nothing about it. Mm-hmm. And then I sent it to Twitter to be like, here you go. And they did nothing about it. Like, I wish I could, oh, I should try to find the email where it's just like, they don't, they do not violate our terms of agreement, blah, blah. I'm like, this dude said he's going to kill me. <laughs> like you do nothing about it. Wait, like that. that didn't violate anything, but I get kicked off Twitter for telling the Halifax police to walk into the Harbor. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> you just wanted to tell them to go for a swim, right? Like what's the, absolutely. I didn't say if they were wearing scuba gear or not. I didn't say anything of the sort. Uh, Toronto police told CBC news. They have an open file and <laughs> the incident is still under investigation. LOL. Sorrenti wants police to get better training on how to treat transgender people. I would like them to all quit or stop existing. Uh, she also set up an online fundraiser fundraiser that has raised almost $32,000 in five hours to help her relocate because someone with ill intentions has her address, Sorrenti said. I don't know mm. if that's still up, but if it is, I'll plug it with this news story in the show notes if you want to help, uh, help this person relocate because someone's trying to get them killed and deadnamed uh, in the same day. Huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find this email. Twitter Twitter somehow sucks more than police. Nah, that's not true. Police suck more than Twitter. It's a, it's a, they go back and forth. <laughs> Ending the news on a brighter note, Steve. Uh, Toronto-based studio Quill Studios has announced a Kickstarter for their upcoming sequel to A Summer with Shiba Inu. You'll never guess what it's called. Uh, it's a spring or something, isn't it? Or- <laughs> it's autumn. What comes oh, after... Um- Wait, oh, yeah, yeah, what comes after true. summer? It's well, an could, have autumn. Pre- could have been a prequel. Could have been that's a prequel. true, that's true, it could have been. <laughs> uh, this comes at us from, hold on, The Lodge, L-O-D-G-E-G-E, who's my new source for a lot of Ontario news. Shout out to, ah, shit, is it Scott? I don't know. They want us to come on their podcast. Uh, but the Kickstarter will be launching in a few weeks. Uh, I have the notification thing set on, so you'll certainly hear about it on this podcast when it goes live. It's a visual novel where you and a cute Sheba go around. I think this one's a, a mystery uh, mystery game. Let me let me get the thing quick. Excuse me. Got Play the, as Kwai Lee, the yeah, the Labrador Retriever, and help infiltrate the ARI government. Oh, maybe it's an, uh, a thriller. Or maybe there's some some espionage going on. A hacker dog mystery visual novel sounds awesome. Stay tuned for that. Uh, follow the thing to get notified when it goes live. And for upcoming game releases, Steve, you plug two Canadian games are coming to PlayStation this month. Posted on the PlayStation blog. I was a teenage exo colonist, uh, being published by Finji with the developer in Vancouver. It's coming to PS4 and 5 August 25th. An inscription, Game of the Year 2021, coming to PS5 only. Good call. What yeah. even is a PS4, Steve? I turned my PS4 on today. I was like, gross, hideous, throw it out the window. Uh, that's coming at the end of the month, August 30th. And I like what they're doing uh, with the DualSense. Because, you know, 
everyone has to do something and usually it's like oh you did you know you just had to do something because the controller's there but mm -hmm. because you're holding the cards in your hand in game with the cards uh, dialogue will come through the controller speaker and i love stuff like that i know some people don't like it and you know it's it's not a great speaker it's it has to fit into a controller, but I love little stuff like that that sort of immerses you. I'm going to play this game on my big, nice TV, going to put some candles on at like 10 p.m., and I'm going to just, yeah, I'm going to immerse myself in this one. Did you did you beat it, though? Mm -hmm, I beat it on PC. Ooh. It's technically the first roguelite I've ever beaten, and I barely yeah. count it because like, it really wants you to get through it, if you know what I mean. True. Although to get through it, I actually was struggling so much. I was posting in the hard drive uh, gaming channels because they were all playing it. And no one in Canadian Game Devs was, otherwise I would there. I know you. Were, I know it was on the tip of your tongue. But a bunch of them watched me play it and then like coached me through to get to the part I was stuck at. So thank you to them. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I have it on my Steam Deck. I have not played it. Um, maybe it should be... Actually, I don't know. Hold on. Maybe it should be the... I didn't get a chance to do the, the new segment I wanted to do. But maybe it could be the first one. Let's see. Is it... Uh, new segment coming to the podcast after the news is called <laughs> Dad Deck Corner with Steve. I like it. Steve so it's not... Pick a Canadian game and see if it works on the Dad Deck, which is known as the Steam Deck everywhere else. So it's, it's playable, but it has like a little thing. So it won't, mm. it won't be that one. I wanted it actually to be Sovereign Syndicate playtest because they did a playtest. And how was it? I didn't, oh, yeah, I didn't I played it. <laughs> I okay. didn't have a chance to play. Here, I'll boot it up right now to see if it at least boots up. Because sometimes like, some games just don't even boot up. And you're like, all right, well, delete this. <laughs> some guy was trying to sell a Steam Deck on the Halifax Marketplace for 1300 Canadian dollars. And I was oh, like, I God. hope to God no one pays him that much for it because that would hurt <laughs> my heart. I always love seeing those, uh, I don't know if they're real, but the text messages and stuff when people just like, say they'll meet someone and then like a like a person like that and then they'll just like leave them in the parking lot and just say like oh i'm not coming or whatever that's happened to me like a couple times has it yeah well i like the it. one where it's like ps5 the one i saw was like someone said what's the lowest you'll go for and the person's like 700 it's like okay what about two 200 he said sure <laughs> so he gave him an ad address and the address was a comedy club. And he's like, go inside and tell your joke to someone else. <laughs> that's really good, actually. No, mine was just they never showed up and then stopped okay. replying. No, that's just no, that's different. That's different. So Sovereign yeah. Syndicate at least boots up. So play the boot up song. So. Boot up song. I, I'm, I have to come up with so many songs this time, Steve. I know. <clears throat> I'm gonna. I'm gonna play it. Sorry, what, are we, what was it? What were we actually talking about? Oh, that was it for the first issue of Dad Deck Corner. With no, Steve. no, that, that was, no, that was a that was a crappy one. We'll do a proper oh. one. Okay, time. we'll do a proper one. That was a test it, it, run of Dad Deck. At Corner. least it's playable. It's playable. So okay. <laughs> I don't know how many people are are in the market for this information, but we're gonna provide it anyway. <laughs> I just want an excuse to play my Dad Deck. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and an excuse to play Canadian games. So it's like a win win. It's it's more for Steve than the listener, but that's okay. The listener could get something out of it. How many people listening even have a Steam Deck? Hop in the Discord and talk to us about it, because I've seen one in real life, and I know two people who own one. Um, there's a few people in, in the subreddit who have it, or not subreddit, okay. the, Discord. the Discord. Okay. All right, Steve. I'm gonna play a you cool song here, maybe from Inscription, and then we'll t we'll wish list some games. How's that sound? Oh yeah. All right. Cool. Thank you. 
Steve, can we wish list some games? Oh, I'd love to. All right. A bunch of these come at us from our Discord this week. Uh, one of them from someone who I worked for and someone who I worked with. So I'm excited to plug that. But let's start with Little Hellions by Schadenfreude, a.k.a. Professor Onion in Alberta. Uh, Madison Cote, one of our uh, more active Discord users, plugged this one. It's coming out Q4 2022, which I think is September to December. Uh, you can wishlist it on Steam. Quote, four friends, one weirdo mechanic. Throw away your friends with the trusty trick hook in this passive-aggressive fighter where you can't fight. Interesting. So it looks like you kind of just, <clears throat> like, fling each other around. The October. trailer... October is Q4, by the way. Starting Q4. Oh, October to December? Okay, cool. Yeah. Huh, so it's like a, a 2D pixel art game, and <clears throat> there's no fighting, but you're kind of just like pulling each other into hazards, if that makes sense. Like you have the trick hook, and like there's there's like a bunch of uh, things in the environment that can kill you, and you can like pull people towards you, and then stuff's moving around, so it's like maybe you can just outlast them. Uh, and there appear to be, like, single-screen levels where, you know, like, you can loop, like, in Pac-Man, where, like, if you go left, you come out the right side. Mm. Yeah, I've seen uh, a basketball one, too. Like, you're pulling them into the basketball one, I guess. It's kind of gorgeous pixel art, too. Like, lots of screen shake. Very good. I love screen shake. But it's a lot of bright... I don't know if people can hear my cat sprinting around in the background, but if you can, I apologize. A lot of really bright... Uh, the pixel art reminds me a lot of Russian subway dogs. Mm, uh, yes, that is it. Yes, you're right. I, agree. And I don't know why, like, I don't know what specifically sets it apart from, like, other pixel art, like <laughs> Owlboy or Celeste, but, like, the, the, the pixel art almost feels, like, round and soft, you know what I mean? Even the, I think even the physics kind of remind me of... Uh, Russian Subway Dogs? Russian Subway Dogs. Just the way they jump and some of the things are bouncing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this looks great. What do you think, Steve? <clears throat> yeah, I agree with everything you just said. The colors look all look dope. Um, I think I'm kind of just confused <laughs> how the game plays. Or what, what it is? like? I think you're all on the same screen like, uh, what was that other one? You know, remember the King of the Hat? Kind of like just a single screen, four players messing around. It's okay. a split screen PvE, so you have to be around the same monitor. Mm. The game will be in early access for under a year for the current feature set. Uh, it may take longer if more features are requested by the community. Um, and what is the current state of the early access version? It'll have local versus mode with two and a half worlds, six arenas, seven trap types, and six items. Four characters. Characters are not quite fully animated. Uh, there's a laundry list of known bugs and visual errors we're working on. A full soundtrack with some simple sound effects. So yeah, it sounds like they really got a good grasp of what they want to do with early access. So I always appreciate that from a developer. Mm -hmm. Is Looks dope. And has uh, gifts. Yes. Oh, this uh, Steam Steam page has good gifts. Oh yeah, it really explains what the, the different the trick hook does <laughs> for both goblins and sickos. <laughs> I like that. Is Little Hellions by Schadenfreude Games in Alberta on your Steam wish list? Yes, it is. Alrighty. Next game today on wish list. This comes at us. Uh, actually was reminded about this game this morning when Kazia, I hope I'm saying that right, I went to school with them, hopped into our Discord to uh, join the Discord, but then I was like, what are you working on? Like, I actually did a bunch of the art for this upcoming game, Curses by Killjoy Games. I'm like, wait a minute, is that the same Killjoy Games that Dr. Emily Flynn Jones, formerly of Laurier's Brantford Game Design Development Program, 
was in and she's like well yes it is so i know two people on the scheme uh i think it was revealed during the wholesome direct or one of those around e3 i'm not 100 percent sure but steve curses is a game about a girl with troubles and dark feelings help her cope with them with the aid of a cynical cat and a sprinkle of magic i do love a good cynical cat steve you know you got kiki's delivery service you got uh <laughs> i'm sure there's other ones uh that's the only one off the top of my head. This cat does look funny. Your feelings are boring. Ah, oh, man. Classic cat thing to say. That's exactly what cat would say. It was the Gamescom Indie Arena official selection last year. Ooh, it was a winner. Oh, this was the one that won the Ubisoft uh, Indie Prize series by National Bank. Remember oh, that? Oh, was it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Or it was a uh, special prize. Special prize. There were a couple. <laughs> wish list us witches that's funny yeah yeah this because you know your your head fills in what you would normally say there it's it's good curse is a game of five acts and five feelings explore the world through different dark emotions that change the tone and trajectory of the story by interacting with objects in your in you sorry her room you'll learn more about her past and present to help you decide her future Tarot card reading, anthropomancy, terrible poetry, conjuration, seances, mirror magic, astral projection. I've always wanted to project myself astrally, Steve. Maybe I'll try it one day. Or maybe I'll do it in this game. What do you think? Um, oh, I like the little Ouija board thing, too. <coughs> the third or the second screen. Oh, yeah. It looks like it looks like kind of like how I always compare things to like Night in the Woods did a bunch of little mini games to like express up the side to side walking, but this feels like a lot of those like zoomed in on things in the room that you can do. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, true. I'm just reading the magical features include tarot, anthropomancy. I just did that poetry. list. Steve. You weren't paying attention. <laughs> oh no, I wasn't. You're right. Uh, that's okay. No, oh, I literally was... just did the list. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. I do I like terrible poetry though. That's funny. Yeah, I like that. I was looking at the screenshots and the tarot cards and stuff. No, this looks really dope. I like the art. This is like a really, I don't know. I'm so bad at art. I don't know like the different kinds. So, so Kezi, I think, did most of the art for this game. Uh, at least that's what they said in, in general today in our Discord. So, Like the first screenshot, like her legs are super long or whatever. Like, it's very. <laughs> it's cartoony. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm down with this. Looks good. Curses is capitalized too, which I always love when a game just yells itself at you. I appreciate that. Oh, the X Files poster in the room—that's good stuff. Ooh, I want. Does this take place like in the nineties then, or something? Or did, say, um, did that something else you said that you're going to give me attitude about? Or <laughs> a seventeen-year-old is all I get from this. I don't know when it's set. I'm not seeing anything in the room that would indicate. Oh, that computer. That, looks that really computer old. looks old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This might be nineties or a very, very poor family. Uh, <laughs> it's never quite sure with tech whether it's that time or you're poor you know what i mean yeah i like it though uh steve is curses oh i should say they're all based in ontario i think some in toronto uh curses by killjoy games on your steam wish list yes it is excellent last game today Steve, this game came to us into our inbox, and then you sent it to me like, whoa, this game looks sick. Uh, it's called Two Falls, otherwise known as oh, Nishu yeah. Takuatsushina, if I believe I'm pronouncing that right, by Unreliable Narrators, based in Montreal, Quebec. It's coming out fall 2023, so still over a year out, <coughs> but you can wishlist it on Steam. Quote, Immerse yourself in the harsh wilderness of 17th century Canada through the eyes of Mikan, a young Inu, and Jian, 
a French woman who crossed the Atlantic to start a new life. Decide how the characters will survive and watch the impact of your choices unfold in this coming-of-age story. Is Inu uh, like a First Nation? I'm very ignorant about the terms. Uh, I would assume so, because the developer, I believe, is indigenous. Is that correct? Inu sounds familiar, but I don't know if... I don't want to come off as like... I-N-N-U. Uh, the Innu, formerly the Nascapi Montagnais Indians, are an Algonquian-speaking people whose homeland is in the eastern portion of the Quebec Labrador Peninsula. There you go. Oh, Quebec. Poor bastards. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry, guys. I mean, getting colonized <laughs> sucks across the board, but getting colonized by Quebecers, just miserable. <laughs> You, the first thing you said to me, Steve, is this game looks gorgeous. And I agree. So it's, it's 3D, first person. Uh, how would you describe the art? Like, I, like the colors are kind of giving me like, Firewatch. Like, like, like the soft colors of Firewatch, but in a less orangey uh, sky and a much more like Canadian uh, forest. Uh, yeah, they're cartoony. It's not like photorealistic. Yeah. Um, kind of, to me, like especially some of the screenshots, like, kind of looks fortnite like fortnite sort of proportions and things like that i really feel it's closer um, to firewatch like look at the scene with the dog by the campfire like that that kind of feels like firewatch to me where's that i haven't uh never like uh watch, 30 seconds into the trailer oh the trailer okay oh now that i see the characters yeah the characters do kind of look you don't really see any <laughs> characters in firewatch but but these two characters do look very fortnite-y or or you know what they kind of mm. look like the uh, the characters in the long dark, a bit too. Yeah, I do get some long dark vibes as well. I don't think it's first person though. Do you, is it? Is it not? I thought it was. Did I get that I wrong? Like, oh, this the trailer. last screenshot is. Uh, I guess there's no gameplay yet. Everything, but there there's one GIF of like a character standing in the woods. Um, I think looking. I think because uh, look at the. Um, fourth fifth look at the sixth <laughs> screenshot and it's you by a campfire with the guy and the dog and it looks first person because he's like looking at you so i, I think uh, you'll yeah, see yeah i think that might be first person but if you look if you scroll down there's a like just a gif of a character kind of just standing in like a pathway but that might be because hmm, that might be because you're you're following him because like you're playing the other character unconfirmed let me search hmm perspective yeah, on this control page. f if you go first no nothing no nope, third no nothing unknown unknown <clears throat> i think third per i sorry i think first person steve's part of, part of bed. let's do third bird let's do oh geez do <laughs> we mm. should be able to just check this but 250 dollars. let's do it <laughs> no um steve bets two falls is third person all right well, we'll no, circle wait. back to this you the winner will buy the Winner the person the game i'll buy the I'll, game for the other deal although you don't have a job right now but it, i will buy you the game if it's first person and i'll buy it for you if it's third person there we go yeah that's the bet uh two falls looks great uh it's already won a whole bunch of awards finalist for best art direction at mega migs in montreal it won the special prize for the ubisoft indie series this year curses won it last year wow uh Big pitch indie winner at the PC console edition. Um, yeah, it looks like it's already getting recognized, and hopefully that means it's funded enough 
to get through to fall 2023. Uh, they have a, a post on their Steam dev page that I want to see if we can get some inspiration here. First off, let's get something out of the way. We love video games. We love narrative games from classics like Life is Strange, Detroit Become Humans, to indie darlings like What Remains of Edith Finch and Undertale. We've played them all. After binging... Those are all first-person ones. (laughs) It's not looking too good. (laughs) Uh, No, Detroit's third-person. Oh, yeah, yeah, true. Oh, your favorite. Oh, Life is Strange is third-person, too. Undertale's third-person. The only one of those that is (laughs) first-person is What Remains of Edith Finch, but... I still is think it? it's first person. Oh, okay. Never mind. I'm looking pretty good then. You are. You are. Three out of four for inspiration. Uh, we realize there aren't that many story-driven games out there compared to genres like shooters and platformers. Moreover, narrative games or any video games rarely feature characters such as indigenous or LGBT plus communities. At under unreliable narrators, we believe these stories need to be told. Okay. I like it. All good right. shit. They have a Patreon too that they've linked. Oh really? Uh, so you can support them at one fifty five or ten dollars a month. Uh, get different, get beta access at the ten dollar a month ch- tier, as well as concept art uh, higher up in the game credits. Uh, access to their like book club for games, play games with the devs. Um, yeah, so it looks like lots of ways you can support the team. And you know, I'm pretty sure they're in. Indigenous. They don't say explicitly. They say, um, where is it? The game is made by a team which includes many indigenous creators and the content is being validated by the Council of Elders in Canada. Okay, sick. There we go. And for now, we will focus on supporting indigenous video game creators from Canada. There you go. Awesome. Yeah. I feel like that. La- the last part seems to be like the most important to me, where it's like mm-hmm. you... You go to the the source of knowledge for this sort of this sort of stuff, and yeah. this is how we avoid. You know, it was like when um, what were those games that got re released? Uh, Age of Empires, and all the yes. native characters had like talk to wolves powers and shit like that. <clears throat> that's yeah. where that's where we that's where that stuff stops, and that's and that's good. So yeah, th- those Age of Empires remakes were interesting because they published like pretty extensive blog posts about how they brought in. Uh, they and paid Keeley uh, people from those communities to come in and tell them what they were doing wrong and why they were stupid and how to do it right. So mm-hmm. that's always a good sign. Uh, if you support them on Patreon, they'll give fifty percent of the funds to fund other Indigenous creative projects. So like fifty for them, fifty for others. There you go. Nice. Steve good is. Uh, I already lost it. Two Falls, aka Nishu Takats. Takwatshina by unreliable narrators in Montreal, Quebec on your Steam wish list. Yes, it is. Awesome. And I'll see Con- if I can pull the trailer song for this section here. Confession, it was it was on my wish list the moment I saw it, so. Oh, well, I'll allow it. Yeah. Just saying. All right, Steve, we talked a bit in Discord this week about uh, currency because, and let's just roll this into what we've been playing because the, the Multiverse Season 1 pass 
is out, but there's something not quite right about it relative to other passes like Apex, Fortnite, Fall Guys, where the currency you earn in the pass, <laughs> if you complete it, is enough to get the next pass. So you can just yeah. chain smoke the passes indefinitely. If you beat each one, you only have to pay for it once. That isn't the case with multiverses, correct? From what I, I haven't, uh, I haven't seen the battle pass, but everyone's complaining about it on the subreddit. So I'm guessing, um, I'm yeah, I guess so. Which sucks. And f- for those of you who aren't aware, Multiversus is the Warner Brothers Smash clone, Finn from Adventure Time, Bugs Bunny, Superman. Uh, they already leaked the first DLC <laughs> character. It's the bad guy from Gremlins. I forget his name. Spike. And, yeah, um, Spike. Bl- black, uh, what's the guy the rock is going to be? Uh, black Black Adam or something? Oh, Black Adam. Adam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, he's also in it. And LeBron Rick and James is in it, but not yeah. voiced by LeBron James, voiced by someone else, which is funny. I know. I'm actually pretty good with LeBron James. He's okay. So I've been playing. People? Yeah, his like big smash is like he <laughs> he dunks on you basically. Good. It's great. So I've been playing this a lot. Like I've been mm-hmm. feeling it quite a bit. So I you bought, and you and several people in our Discord, as I understand it. Yeah, it's um I don't know. It just it it just like I always dug Smash Brothers. I hated the community around Smash Brothers. Annoying, <laughs> annoying fucking nerds. <laughs> and online on Switch is just terrible. So the only time I would play Smash is like with family and stuff like that and friends. Mm-hmm. But this is just like super good online. Like even like I never had any issues, which is kind of crazy. Um, that is. And yeah, and so I bought. They had the preseason battle pass, and uh, I bought it because I was like, you know what, I played this game quite a bit. I'll hook, I'll hook it up, and bought like twenty dollars worth of. The, pre- the premium currency is Gleemium. <clears throat> and yeah, they do the thing where the the amounts you can buy are like slightly more than what the prices are of things. So like so you always have a little bit left in your account that you want to spend. Exactly. Like a, a battle pass <sighs> is nine, 950 Gleemium and you can buy a thousand type of thing. All right. I see what they're doing. It's the same thing the Starbucks app does because you can't, like, when you buy something on the PlayStation Store or on Amazon or something, you just give them the amount of money for the thing, like, to the cent, and so there's nothing left over. When you yeah. use the Starbucks thing to use rewards, you have to buy increments of, like, 15, 20, or 25 or something. Uh, and so, of course, you'll never spend exactly $15 at Starbucks, so you'll always have a little bit left in there you can't get back. And so you're like, oh, well, I have $2, which is enough for a, a sixth of a coffee, so I guess I'll put more money in because um, it's just going to sit there if I don't. And it's like a psychological trick that uh, Victor, Blue Pin Studios, in our Discord uh, pointed out has a name. They're called Dark Patterns, uh, tricks that make users do things they do not mean to. And I've definitely been victim of that. Not victim. I've definitely fallen for that, especially with Starbucks. And it's interesting. I learned that all that money that just sits in there that you'll never get down to zero, Starbucks is like like banks, like actively spending and, and doing stuff with because they know they never have to give it back. Mm-hmm. So there's like millions and millions of dollars Starbucks is just throwing around that's just money, <clears throat> that's just an inconvenient amount enough on people's cards. Uh, yeah, well, remember when when 360 was points? and it was Yeah, like eight, Microsoft eight, points. Yeah, 800 points was $10, and everyone was like, you fucking douchebags, like... <laughs> What is oh, this? Man. Or maybe it was twelve hundred was ten dollars, but it was it wasn't a thousand, it was ten dollars. Yeah, it um, was it was supposed to abstract it to like mess you up and make you spend more money. Yeah. 
And so, I mean, it's whatever. I feel like multiverse isn't the first to kind of do this and it's not going to be the last. Yeah. I think like my thing is my annoyance is always like multi-currencies. So like GTA five gets shit on quite a bit and, but it's like, it's just money. Like you, the money you earn in the game from doing whatever dumb shit mm-hmm. is the same. You can buy with like your credit card and it's all just goes into one bucket. Shark but cards. G- <clears throat> yeah. But red dead redemption two is, has the gold money bars. and then gold bars. Right. And then like, Multiverses has gold and gleamium, and Apex Legends has what coins and it has three. It, it has crafting materials, the yellow one and the red one. I hate that shit. Yeah. So I hate that more than it being like a weird amount. I just wish it was just gold, right? Um, but whatever. But I've been playing it quite a bit. I'm enjoying it a lot. Uh, actually, Dragon Slumber messaged me saying he wanted to play. Oh heck I was yeah! With you, so I want to play with him tonight. Nice. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty dope. Like I'm not a big like I'm not into the meta of Smash Brothers and like what all this shit really means. Mm-hmm. I'm just like I'm good like Bugs and Wonder Woman my, were my mains and I was way better with Bugs. Does that mean mm-hmm. Bugs is glitched? Fuck if I know. They um, are nerfing him, I saw <laughs> that there was a lot of community of uh desire to rein in a, the bugs. A lot of his nerfs were just bug fixes though. Because <laughs> oh, okay. you could like summon multiple things by just mashing buns really quickly. So Oh, that's not a nerf. That's yeah, okay. That's Some of them was yeah. Okay. So it's in beta and you know, it's it's all the normal tropes and shit and it has all the cosmetics and just other random shit to spend money on and so some things are super expensive. Like you can get the Batman skin from the animated series. It's like 20 bucks. And I'm like, Yeesh. Um, but overall it's solid. Now the disappointing thing, season one launched today, new battle pass, but there's like no other updates to it. It's just like, it was basically just a patch. Hmm. There is apparently supposed to be an arcade mode coming. Rick and Morty are supposed to be coming. <laughs> uh, Spike and fucking the black Adam guy is supposed to be coming. I wanted more stages more than anything. Really, this game needs more stages because it only has mm. six, and and five of them are really very very similar. So, mm. I want more stages. But overall, like this game is dope. It's great. Um, if Smash Bros was on PlayStation or just had like better online, like I'd be playing that shit all the time. But it doesn't, so I don't. Classic Nintendo. The the netcode for Ultimate was so bad that when they did Evil Online, it didn't make it in. But the uh, My Little Pony brawler did because the netcode was more competent than what? Nintendo? Nintendo. Nintendo's netcode was worse than an indie My Little Pony brawler. Continue, Steve. I just remember my friend and I trying to play Smash. And I don't know if you played Smash Ultimate online, but you had to like make this ring. You have to make an arena. Arena. And only you two can fight each other. So you yes. can't, so like, and then I'm like, and then we were using the vo- Nintendo voice chat app thing. Miserable. And you can only talk to each other in the app during a game. So like, or, or, <laughs> or, or it was either during a game or during the arena part. So like you couldn't talk to them all the time. And I was like, this is the worst. This is like the worst experience of my life. But and they keep getting away with it, Steve. Like Splatoon I know. 3 is coming out this fall. They have a big thing at the end of the month. And it's going to do gangbusters. It's going to do so well as a primarily multiplayer video game. So there's no need. Like They will never change until they're forced to by like games not selling because people demand more. 
I know. I remember Splatoon 2. I was like, this game is like a 10 out of 10, but it's because of Nintendo's garbageness. It's like a like it's a six. Like it's like they had the mode in Splatoon 2 that was only open every other day. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck is wrong with you? That would that infuriated me back then when I didn't have a kid and had way more time on my hands. If I was hit with that with a game today, I would take that game out of my console and fucking whip it across the ground. Because that is so infuriating. Speaking of Nintendo's garbage, Steve, what I've been playing this past week, when I went back to Ontario uh, with my Switch, uh, I I was like, I love Rocket League this year. It's been my whole year, so I want to play some more Rocket League. Just the most miserable port of Rocket League. Like, everything looks so bad and it runs so poorly and like so my normal rocket league experience is i played on the series x but i started on ps4 and i played a bunch on pc i played it everywhere and Mm -hmm. every single place i play it has been consistent obviously it runs a bit better on the series x than anything else in my in my house but it was so noticeably awful on switch like i played one game and uninstalled it and then I was like, all right, I'll try something else. I'll try Fortnite. Log- Did you see that screenshot I shared in the gaming channel? Oh, no, no. Just blobs. Like every- it was like none of the textures loaded. All the skins, which are the only reason Epic makes this game, is to sell skins to people. It just looks so fuzzy. And I was just running around trying to pick stuff up. And it's like, I'm f- it feels like I'm playing like launch PUBG on like the worst graphics card ever. And so I I uninstalled both of those. But I did play Bowser's Fury, that pack-on they did for the 3D World Switch port. You remember that? Where you play as Kaiju Cat Bowser as Giant Cat Mario. And it's really good. Like, it's... It it was so much fun. I beat it. It was... There's only a... It does the thing kind of, I guess, Mario Odyssey does, just on, like, one level where there's just... Instead of moons, they're cat shines. And so you're, you're going around this, like, single sort of giant ocean thing with, like, islands and stuff. And you know the, like, uh, dinosaur you ride in 3D World on the water? That's how you get uh, around? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, he just sort of spawns close to whatever land you're on, and you can just hop on his back. But it was great. It ran great. I had so much fun. And I love that they just did that little mini open world experiment. Because you can see a lot of what they were working on in Odyssey went into that, because that was, I guess, two, three, several years after Odyssey. Um, and it kind of felt like kind of the open world experiment at the start of The Last of Us, where they were like, all right, we have this formula, The Last of Us, we have this formula, 3D Mario 3D World, which is does play differently than Odyssey and, and other Mario games. And like, let's just do a little open world section and see if that's fun. And it is. It was a lot of fun, so... I, I I had the best of both worlds when it came to Switch this trip. Last of Us has an open world part? The little beginning part in Seattle where like you can just you run oh, around. Oh, Last of Us the, 2. Last yeah, two. sorry, sorry. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, Last of Us part 2. So that's what it, I honestly like I keep comparing stuff <clears throat> well, to that like Yeah, they did that in um in Uncharted did Uncharted Right. Have it? Uncharted uh the 4 the, had the Madagascar area which is kind of open. Yeah, and then the Whatever uh, the, Lost Legacy. Lost Legacy had a, a huge too. open world and then ended with a sort of linear section. Yeah. I guess ended and opened with. But yeah, that's what it felt like. It felt like just an open world experiment, <laughs> like a really small contained quality open world time. And so the cool part is it's there the game's on this like clock where 
uh, Bowser's like possessed by this black goo, and so he slowly rises out of the middle of the map. Like every, I don't know, it felt like every ten to twenty minutes, uh, and then you'll it'll slowly start to rain, and then when he jumps up. Uh, he brings down a bunch of like spikes and fireballs that and like platforms that actually change the level. And there's mm. certain things you can only do while he's out. Like he shoots fire at you and you can use like stand near a destroyable wall and then get out of the way and the fire will open paths that only Bowser's, Bowser's fire can open. Um, and so you're trying to find these cat shines. And uh, uh, if you find a cat shine while he's up, it goes to this lighthouse and actually like, takes a, a ding off his health and sends him away. And then when you fight him as giant cat Mario at different points throughout, he'll have less health if you're able to find those shines while he was up. So they're doing so many really cool things in just like a little, little sandbox. And I, and I liked everything. Nice. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Super Mario World 3D is like probably my favorite 3D Mario. Really? Game. If you don't count Nostalgia... Right. Then Mario, it's Mario 64. Right, but, right. but like, that game Heather, still handles pretty ass. Yeah, oh yeah. But Heather Heather and I played 3D World and just like, just smoked it. And it was Aww. just awesome. Like, it was just yeah. awesome. Um, so I, it's probably my favorite 3D one. So I've been mean to like, I want to pick it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and now at this point, it's like, well, I might as well wait for one of the two sales that Nintendo has this <laughs> wait, year. Wait till or, it drops from 69.99 to 62.99. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But I'm always eyeing it on Facebook Marketplace. It's because it's one of the. I give Nintendo a lot of shit for all their like porting the Wii U thing mm-hmm. games, and I'm going to be buying Last of Us Part One again. So who am I to <laughs> say anything? But Mario's 3D World is like one of those games where it's like, no, I would, I would take like upgrades to this game like every two years or so. Like this game is dope. Like it's mm-hmm. it's it's one of my favorites. So. It's There's certain games, you know, where it's like, I'll give this the Madden treatment. If you if you port this with <laughs> upgrades every year or two, I you'll get me. Like I'll cop it every year. Like they could do Last of Us Part One, B in like four in like three years or something. And I'll buy it. it doesn't part one point five, part one yeah. and a half, <laughs> exactly. So, oh man. And I also wanted to uh, in person physical activity gaming. I did this week at Tilt in London, Ontario, which is the largest retro arcade in Canada. And Steve, it was incredible. You pay five bucks to get in. All the machines are set up, so you just walk up, push the button, and it just plays. Um, and so I was able to beat arcade games that I actually really liked. Like, uh, there's a Terminator 2 light oh, gun yeah. game. Yeah. And I, I'd never been able to beat it because it's designed so you die and just constantly feed it quarters. But every time you die and it starts to count down, you just hit the button again and you're back in. So me and my friend Briggy played through, like, the whole first mission. Uh, and it was so much fun. And we did <laughs> ski ball, and those were both set up so you could just hit start and then play score against each other. I almost uh, bought that. I almost bought that Terminator Two on Genesis, but it was like sixty bucks oh, CIB. So I was just like, eh. it's <laughs> amazing. I love that arcade cabinet. We played, uh, and then they had a whole bunch of modern stuff set up. So I schooled everyone in Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. Uh, I beat everyone in Mario Smash Ultimate, and then Smash Sixty Four. We went to the beginning. Uh, I played. They had this Pong cabinet, Steve, and it's hard to describe. If people have been to arcades, it's. It's physical Pong, like they're 3D objects on magnets under a screen. So your paddle is like a 3D, it looks like a 3D printed like white paddle. And you have this, uh, 
like wheel in front of you you can spin left and right that moves the paddle left and right and then there's a smaller 3d printed like it's so hard to describe like a uh, ball and then the opponents on the other side has a wheel and their paddle and you start the game you pick the speed of the ball easy normal or hard and it gets mm-hmm. faster accordingly and then you play first to five pong against the person across from you and you're actually like bonking an actual physical ball back and forth but it's shaped like pong it's so hard to describe but it was awesome the i played and lastly i finally understand pinball and i I had so much fun i played simpsons pinball family guy pinball uh my friend briggy and i like did that thing where you each you like i was the left paddle she was the right paddle and we played uh we played this godzilla pong or sorry pinball and the funny part was like you were playing as Godzilla so there's a screen in front and like as you were getting like the the special slots and and dings it was like financial district destroyed bridge destroyed good job Godzilla <laughs> it's like you're playing <laughs> Godzilla and as you knock stuff out you're just seeing like millions of people die and like stuff come down <laughs> and it's so good but I'd never liked pinball before like I played you know the one that came pre-installed on Windows was it XP or Vista like oh the magic? yeah XP, yeah, I, yeah, I played a shit ton of that, and that was fun. But I never really liked like there was that Vita uh, pinball. What was that? They did a whole bunch of different skins. I played a bunch of that one. It was like Zen pinball. Was like Zen the pinball. pinball? Yeah. And then yeah, I, I just I don't know. And I played like every time I got to somewhere that had arcades, and I looked over and I was like, oh, oh it's pinball. You know, like I wanted mm. Mario or Pac Man or something. <laughs> but no, I was I just finally got. It. I was like, oh, pinball's awesome. Like when you when you hit the track and it goes up into the machine and just bounces around and and I was beginning to figure out what the different lights on the uh, play area did and like as you filled up you were unlocking other balls and extra lives and stuff and yeah I don't know I just got <laughs> pinball finally it was weird nice no I, I mean I'm I'm similar where it's like um, digital pinball or whatever like on PlayStation or PC or whatever I could never mess with but you know there was an arcade that was in the mall mm. uh, when I was growing up and there was a bookstore across the the lot or whatever in the mall. So my dad would just give me a bunch of quarters, go to the bookstore to get his peace and quiet. And then I would go to the, to the arcade to play, you know, the X-Men game, the Simpsons game. And they had a pinball yes. game there. That was just fire. So I, I get the like, and those bars are cool. I went to one in Ottawa, which was pretty much the exact same where it's like, you just pay like whatever, 10, whatever dollars. And it's just like unlimited. All the games are just unlocked. Yes, and uh, Heather and I played like Mortal Kombat two and all this stuff. Like, those are those are dope. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been I they've been like re releasing these arcades, and there's like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one that has like sweet art on the side because they're really just Raspberry Pis, right? Yeah, I texted um, you. That there were like three TMNT games at this bar. Yeah, so I want kind of one of those TMNT ones, and but because I just really want the cabinet art <laughs> yes. more than like the actual thing. Like, I'll just get some some dork to like, you know, make a bunch of games on the pie and mm-hmm. have it playable. But I want the cabinet art cause it looks so dope and just reminds yeah. me of that arcade back home. So well back home where I live now, but the arcade move it into home. the Canadian game devs basement studio. Yeah, exactly. AKA Excellent. your future, your future home. <laughs> AKA cat P central. <laughs> no, we're getting the carpet is finally getting removed in like a month. Oh no, I mean, I have three cats, so <laughs> Oh, that's right. Yeah. It is also P Central though, because of the thing. But the carpet is being removed, so P, cat P on on laminate flooring, not so bad. Oh, that's way easier to clean up. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, shout out to Tilt in London, Ontario. I highly I recommend it. I want to go back. Like, 
badly. Yeah. Nice. Play anything else this week, Steve? Uh, I've really just been focused on multiverses. I did play the Paw Patrol game, but I'm not going to. I don't need to talk about it. But, um, it's really, awesome. this week was just crazy. It's really just been, I'm just kind of full on multiverses. I'm trying to like, I did like look, okay, I was like, okay, I have these three Canadian games, Witchwood, Dawn of the Monsters, and Nobody Saves the World that I right. started and then just dropped. So I'm like, I want to play these three. I want to beat these three Canadian indie games. So I did play like Dawn of Monsters last night for like half an hour. Mm-hmm. Pardon me. It's a good beat em up, but just after playing Streets of Rage 4 and especially TMNT, mm. it's not as good as those ones. So right. I'm... But, but so I'm just like I just. It's like when you go to Wonderland game. and you ride like the Behemoth or the Leviathan first, and then you go like the other rides are great, but you're like I did the best one. Yeah, These. like especially TMNT where I'm just like mm. oh like. So again, it's it's solid, but you know it's not it's not TMNT, which is like probably actually one of my favorite beat 'em ups now because that game is just too good. And I've been playing that whenever a friend comes over, I'm just like here you go. Is that the current Steve Canadian game or game of the year 2022? Probably. Probably. Let me just let me just take until you play Inscription on PlayStation Five, of course. I don't think I'm going to cop it on PS Five. I think I'm just going to try to force myself to play on Steam Deck. Okay. Um, What if the trophy list is good? I don't know. I would have to talk to you. I would have to ask you. (laughs) I don't know. Because apparently, everyone what everyone says about that game is they're just like. Um, it changes, and it's just like don't spoil yourself. So I'm trying really yeah. hard not to like spoil myself or whatever. So I'm I'm not going to read the trophies. So maybe I'll send you the trophies, and you can tell me if it's easy or hard. If it's like the Steam <laughs> list, it's going to be pretty hard. I'm assuming it's it's the exact same. So ah, that's disappointing. Yep. Yeah, I'm looking at my PlayStation ones. I mean, <laughs> you're going to trip me. Wild Arms. I mean, Wild Arms was dope. Like playing mm-hmm. Wild Arms was like sweet. Uh, I need to get back to that, but I think TMNT is like G O T Y. Yeah, as of right now, certainly Canadian because I'm looking at some of this other stuff. It's going to be Elden Ring at the Game Awards. I and there's no way God, God of War. War comes out this year. There's no way God. Oh of War yeah, comes I don't. Out this I don't year. Think, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think. It comes out this uh, but if it did, that's the only one. But like, no, it's gonna be Elden Ring. Like, Elden Ring was. The Elden Ring was the Animal Crossing of this year, but Animal Crossing didn't win. You know what I mean, though? Like, Elden Ring was the thing. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, that, that studio, Sekiro won one year, too, so, like... Yeah, like, they have precedent. They would be the first studio... Would they be the first studio to win twice? If God of War wins... They would be if, the first. If God of War Ragnarok wins and they win, then they would be the first. Dragon Age Quisition, Witcher 3, Overwatch, Breath of the Wild, God of War, Sekiro, Last of Us, It Takes Two. So I guess Sony twice, but not the same studio. The same yeah, studio hasn't won twice. I mean, EA won with Dragon Age and It Takes Two, so that doesn't really count. Really no, nah, that was Bioware. And, yeah, it's counting the studios, I think, is what you should do. <laughs> yeah, not the publishers. So yeah, yeah. It, it would be either God of War Ragnarok or... Um, Elden Ring, and I agree with you. I don't think I still don't think Ragnarok is coming out this year. I'll be shocked, and I'm I'm trying very hard not to like buy it because I know you're gonna get Last of Us Part One. Oh, I'm buying that day one for sure. But God of War because I just had such a. I mean, if Last of Us Part One is as glitchy as Horizon Two was for me, I'm gonna I'm gonna just whip. There's no way. It's impossible, right? It'd be impossible to do it. It's like imagine if they made it more buggy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one one 
person at the studio tweeted like, oh, this was the first thing I never crunched on or whatever. And everyone just chirped at me like, bro, you made this game twice already. Like, <laughs> you better not have crunched. Like, what the fuck? Oh, man. My fa- one of my favorite hard drive articles is still uh, Doc's Naughty Dog Dev. Thankful they never go home. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, on that note, that's it for episode 216 of the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast. Going up super late this evening for our beautiful patrons and everyone else on Wednesday. Thank you for listening. Back us at Patreon.com slash CanadianGameDevs uh, for perks. And at the credited tier or higher, we would like to personally thank you at the end of every episode. So thank you, Aaron McLeod, David Nagy, Dugsy, Eleanor, Elizabeth Avery, Jean Leggett, Kai Hutchins, Meow the Leon, and Nicholas A. Zorko. Drop us a review if you're able for whatever podcast service of choice. Um, contact us, contact at CanadianGameDevs.com or find us on Twitter at CanadaGameDevs. The show notes have all the links. CanadianGameDevs.com has all the deets. Links are pointing there. Um, and yeah. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, thank you. And, we'll place um, any bets. Oh, we already placed a bet this episode. Yeah, that one's long. I'm, I'm interested in the, your, your newfound love for wanting to get into sports. I might. Yeah, my, tic- like, my TikTok. It's like, since I got off Twitter, I just look at TikTok now. And it's just soccer, football, and basketball like i'm just watching those highlights i already know i shouldn't watch soccer because like the soccer highlights is the 30 seconds of the 90 minute game that's interesting i don't yeah. really understand basketball so i'd like to more but football i already understand football there's only one game a week i'd probably watch the cleveland browns if i was going to pick a team uh oh, no, and- don't do that no but it's just steve- he's steve burrows made it to the super bowl last year the youngest quarterback ever or whatever right it's a cool no, story that's- that's cent- that's uh, Cincinnati Bengals, bro. Right, right, Cincinnati. See, like I already embarrassed myself, so we shouldn't keep talking about sports. <laughs> the Browns are are the team that got that um, Deshaun Watson, who's the oh, guy yeah. who who had twenty five twenty five sexual assault allegations. Does that beat uh, who's the Cosby? Cosby? Does that how many you got Cosby? No, I think Cosby had like seventy or something like Oof. that. But he so he didn't pull Cosby numbers. The thing is though, they were all um, massage therapists. <laughs> so oh it's, man! It's like, bro, you already and, have um, to oil up and touch a guy, and then he's a dick. That sucks. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, anyways, you don't want to cheer for the Browns. Okay. Football is like Matt. Like, fuck, I hate the NFL. Mm-hmm. It's garbage. Probably NFL is probably the worst like corporation of the four major sports in North America. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we competition's fierce. Oh, it, oh, it's definitely fierce. I mean, the Olympics, whatever they're the IOC and FIFA, FIFA. <laughs> are definitely worse. But of the four, like Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, and football, NFL takes cake easily, mm. in my opinion. Probably okay. then. F- so, so I, I should, should, should like you would push me towards what following basketball this year, maybe figuring that out. <laughs> well, that's the thing. That's like Heather and I were just talking about this. We we're always like. We're always just like we love football, but like mm-hmm. it's the worst, and they're literally like killing each other with the, yes, with, yeah, with the CT and all this. It's terrible, but just having the one day Sunday, you get some yeah. pizza, some chicken Sunday, wings. Sunday, Sunday, it's, it's fucking, it's dope. And fantasy football just makes it way better. Mm-hmm. Basketball, you know, I'm, I'm, I love basketball, um, and you get some like dope plays, like dunks and all that shit, like. Mm-hmm. Basketball is a beautiful sport, but 
nothing like Sunday football like is dope and no nothing can really compete against it. Like there's nothing it's else on event. during Sunday. Like it is yes. they own the whole day. Like it's kind of crazy. Anyway, um, I'll I'll get into a sport this year, I think. <laughs> do both, do both. Yeah, I could do that. I I could do that. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. But if you cheer but you should but you're already like you're pre bandwagon for the Bengals too. You're an interesting. Sport. I was, you had, yeah. You had the toque for a long time. <laughs> and I, I now, wore that toque since 2017, and then they yeah. made the Super Bowl last year. There you go. So, oh man, maybe it was meant to be. They didn't maybe. even have a super uh, a playoff win until like their last playoff win was like 1992 or something, wasn't it? Maybe that was a, a guerrilla marketing strategy. They just dropped toques different places to see if someone would pick it up and become just a passive fan, and it worked yeah. on me. That'd there be you cool. You just got played. Maybe. Free hat though, so more marketing strategies like that. Please drop some, fo- <laughs> drop a football one near me. Drop a, I kind of cheer for Ottawa, but I'll, I'd, I'd switch for the right hat. Uh, drop an NHL one near me. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're cheap. You're cheap. You're yeah, right. yeah. My, my loyalty. It's like that. One of the first Seinfeld uh, intro stand-up hits he does is like, uh, oh, I don't laundry. get why why people. Yeah, why people pick a team? The players change. The leadership changes. The only thing that doesn't change is the jersey. You just pick a jersey you like and cheer for the jersey. Jersey, yay, Jersey! So yeah, you're just cheering for laundry at that point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's me. Anyway, join our Discord too. I'll put that link in the show notes. All right, Steve. Till next time. Goodbye. Bye. All right. Oh, fuck. I didn't even start the backup recording. Ah, well, hopefully yours doesn't. Those who make the worst use of their time are the first to complain of its brevity. Jean de la Bruyere. Well, French name detected, so...